Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Premiers across the country are urging Ottawa to reform the bail system. And this after the killing of OPP officer, the fourth officer, police officer, to be killed in the line of duty in a matter of months. Scott Newark is the former Alberta Crown Attorney, Senior Policy Advisor to a Federal Public Safety Minister. He's a former Executive Director of the Canadian Police Association and was Vice Chair and Special Counsel for the Ontario Office of Victims of Crime. Scott and I have been talking about justice issues for 30-plus years, and laterally, Scott, over the last couple of years, we've been saying that the issues that we're visiting are issues that we're really revisiting because they were discussed, talked about, debated, and changed in the early 90s. Here we go again. So let me me start with this question for you and, and say whatever you wish, but what's the reason? Remind people what the reason is for bail. Well, um, it's a balance, like virtually all other aspects of our criminal justice system, uh, it's a balancing of interests and it concerns uh, uh, or requires consideration of the fact that, you know, somebody hasn't been found guilty or not guilty yet. It's in an early stage in the procedure and there's a presumption of innocence, but the court is expressly authorized to take into um, account other uh, facts like a person's criminal history um, and as well, uh, what the, the nature of the offense that is alleged against the person. And there are essentially three considerations. One is to deny somebody bail. One is that um, you don't think the guy is going to show up or comply with the conditions. And that, of course, would be based on his record. Um, secondly, uh, that uh, there's a risk that he could be likely to commit further offenses and uh, jeopardize public safety. Or, and this was one that was added a number of years ago, that the uh, release of the individual would undermine con- public confidence in the justice system. And so, as I've said for years, and you and I, you know, have discussed this, as you said, um, you know, I think the genius of our justice system is its ability to deal with this offender, this offense. And look, this wasn't invented, you know, last year by the uh, Federal Department of Justice. It is part of our culture, and it's been an evolving part of our the fundamental system over hundreds and hundreds of years, okay? And um, what concerns me about some of this is the, I think we are living in a much more, I like to refer to them as the juristocracy, but it's where the courts, empowered by the charter, are imposing, in effect, their will on the the Canadian public, instead of having the basic rules or laws made by our elected officials, although that's called democracy, and not only that, and this is something that uh, I've also seen uh, noted, the Senate committee did an excellent report on this, about the performance of the justice system. Number one, the charter has dragged down its productivity and efficiency. It's become about process more than purpose. And secondly, I think, as I've observed it, uh, our system has become much more risk-averse. And again, a founding principle was that our public officials, whether they were cops, prosecutors, judges, even uh, corrections officials, had discretion and they could exercise it. I think we have increasingly seen the evolution of a risk-averse system. 
Yeah. So we have premiers urging Ottawa to reform the bail system. And this is after the killing of OPP officer uh, Greg Pierscella, who's 28 years of age. Randall McKenzie, one of the accused in the officer's death, had been initially denied bail, Scott, as you know, in a separate case involving assault and a weapons charge or weapons charges. But then he was released following a review. I'm curious, how did you approach bail when you were a prosecutor in Alberta? On a case-by-case basis, okay? If somebody, and i tell you something, the system was different then because if you were, and I had a direct experience in some cases like this where I was dealing with repeat offenders, and look, that's a fundamental reality of our justice system. A disproportionately large volume of crime is committed by a disproportionately small number of offenders. Okay, and we need to have our eyes wide open and see that. But when those people were denied bail, they almost always pled guilty. Why? Because they didn't get credit for any time served, which is, ex- frankly, expressly what's in our criminal code in Section 719. You know, it was known as dead time. But, as I'm sure you remember, back in the uh, mid-'90s, judges in Ontario decided, oh, you know, uh, remand, like after you've been denied bail, it's not as um, as nice as an actual custodial sentence, so we should be giving extra credit. Yeah, and I remember they bumped that. it up from, you know, uh, one and a half to two to three to even yeah. four yeah. times. Yeah. And the, even though, in my opinion, and I've said this for years, I think the wording in the criminal code expressly says, no, that's not what you're entitled to. Okay. And it's been upheld by the Supreme Court of Canada. I know the issue of uh, police officers being uh, attacked and killed really strikes home to you, Scott, on so many levels. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just looking back at something that happened in 1971. You know what I'm going to say. Jean-Pierre Goyer, when he was the Solicitor General for Pierre Trudeau, uh, yeah. right? Parliament, he got up and he said, for too long a time now, our punishment-oriented society has cultivated a state of mind that demands that offenders, whatever their age and whatever their offense, be placed behind bars. Too many Canadians object to looking at offenders as members of our society and seem to disregard the fact that the correctional process aims at making the offender a useful and law-abiding citizen and not anymore an individual alienated from society and in conflict with it. Consequently, we have decided from now on to stress the rehabilitation of individuals rather than the protection of society. I got into it one day with a federal minister of justice over this, and he repeated this to me, Scott, and I said to this federal minister of justice, then talk to me about recidivism, which is what you talked about. He said a disproportionately small number of individuals are committing a disproportionately large number of crimes, and they're back in prison time and time again. One more thing. When I was broadcasting live at Joyceville Prison on this on this radio station yeah. uh, with the inmates committee, after the broadcast, the assistant warden said to me, tomorrow is release day. And I know, Roy, that I'm going to have to l- release individuals who are going to be back in this prison having committed more serious crimes. At the same time, I know individuals I could release tomorrow and I'd never see them again. Yeah. It's um, you've absolutely uh, nailed the issue. And um, it it is. uh, And look, this may come as a surprise. I hope you're sitting down. But um, I actually think that among the very uh, best and most important public safety tools is rehabilitation and rehabilitation of offenders. But one size does not fit all. Not everybody's the same. And it can't be governed by some overriding principle 
you know, that's been invented up and it doesn't deal with the reality of what people have to deal with. And that is what is so important about this case, in my opinion. And it's similar to so many that you and I have dealt with over the years. And I tell you, I think what it also does is it undermines the important, sorry, underlines the importance of um, how, of what role journalists play in um, assuring public safety because people need the truth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you got to ask the right questions. Yeah. Just like you and I have done over the uh, previous decade. I have to tell everybody, there was one justice minister who was on the program with Scott and me back in the, in the 90s, and that justice minister was holding court and becoming quite effusive, yeah. and Mr. Newark uh, had that justice minister literally in tears by just um, reminding what the responsibility is. Look, we have, premier saying, we have premier saying to Ottawa, change the bail system, but that's reactive. Yeah, we need is. to be proactive. And, and look, um, it is very rare for something like this to happen, that you've got a unanimous expression of an opinion by all the premiers, okay? That is rare, and it's, it's worth noting. But you, I completely agree with you. There's a lot of other questions. It, it becomes, you know, sort of convenient. Oh, well, we'll just change a law, tweak a law, and then we can say it's been successful. No you got to drill down and find out what the hell really happened here. And this guy's case is a really good example. So what do we do, Scott? So what has to happen then? What do you think is going to happen to create a, a truly fair... Re you've, you've explained what bail is and why it's necessary on a case-by-case -case basis. How do they change the system? Does it need changing, or does it just need better administration to make it fair? Uh, probably uh, both, but... Um uh, I think the most important thing in this kind of a case is going to be at, uh, putting the uh, administration of justice under a microscope, okay? So, for example, this guy, as you said, was uh, he'd been in uh, serving a sentence in prison. He was held until statutory release. Turns out he was released, uh, even though he had stabbed somebody inside the prison. And so he's released into two-thirds. He's brought back in because he's violating his conditions. I don't know, and it's not been reported, was he actually kept until his sentence expired? And in which case, did anybody put him on a, a preventive reconnaissance, which is a tool, as you remember, that got added yeah. to it, yeah. that gives yeah. us that increased supervision? And then he gets charged with new offenses including assault and with weapons, even though it's, he's ordered... So he's, this is, the, this is the guy, this is the reason the premiers have gone forward. What do you say, though? You're, you're the wrong question. Yeah, you're the, guy, you're the guy who's, you're the prosecutor. You represented the police in this country as the executive director of the Canadian Police Association. You've represented victims in this country as the uh, vice chair and special counsel for the Ontario Office of Victims of Crime. So what has to change, and do you suspect it's going to change significantly and appropriately? I think my, my instinct is, is that what needs to change is the culture within the uh, justice, criminal justice system in our country, and that will only come by asking the right questions. Mm -hmm. It's been reported that this guy was denied bail, but then months later he appeals that and, you know, gets granted bail. Well, hand up question, did the Crown appeal that decision? And if not, why not? Yeah, and that's okay. one case. And Scott, that's one case. But you're looking at an entire justice system, right? Absolutely. So and look, if you expand why on that, justice system takes so long to process these cases. If we had a more efficient system, 
that frankly was focused on repeat offenders who've been denied bail, you wouldn't have the complaints about, you know, oh, it's taking too long and oh, yeah. we better just consent to this guy's release. You said something, you said something a little while ago about to rehabilitation being really, really important, and it is. And there's a great program inside Canada's prison system called CORCAN. CORCAN, yeah. And it teaches people, individuals, uh, they get an tr- actual trades certificate, not a prison certificate, but an actual trade certificate yeah. when they graduate from CORCAN. I was put on an advisory committee for the federal uh, public safety minister for CORCAN. I went to about six or seven prisons, and I saw this this program in action and it is excellent, and it it really trains people, and they want to be part of it. So yeah. that part of the system, that small part of the system, is representative of what it should be. But overall, remember the day we were on with Correctional Service Canada yeah. individual, yeah. and they said we're all what individuals? Uh, what was it? Non-convicted waiting convicted individuals non- living in the that's community. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Yeah. The the other thing though, but you, you see the point that I'm getting at here is that these are pra- pragmatic issues. It's yeah. not just tweaking legislation. Yeah. Um, did anybody make a complaint about this judge that released him? I don't know. I don't know, but I have to. Record? I have to stop you, pal, just because. All right. of, you know, usual. A lot stuff. of a lot of important questions that need to be asked here. So keep an eye on this. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.